if someone was to come into your house, if someone was to come into your house and start taking things or turning your telly over or going in your cupboards, you go, excuse me, what are you doing here? And they said to you, oh, I'm a thief and a robber. I've just come to abuse you, your house and your family. I'm just going to do whatever I like. And you go, okay. And you sit there. That is called apathy, right? Indifference. You don't, you, 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 you oh, oh, okay. And yet spiritually, as a people, we're being stolen from, um, spiritually killed, dead. Like Jesus come to give us life, life in all its fullness, life in abundance, life knowing God, life walking with God, life being a friend of God, life walking by faith and not by sight. And when we live not by faith and sight and we live in the natural, we might as well go back to our dead zombie state. You know, we were dead in our sins and transgressions, but Jesus has caused us to be alive in Christ Jesus, born again, spiritually alive. And yet we can choose to live as a... See, we're more than human because we're supernatural. If we've been born again in the spirit, we're a spiritual people so that we can live by the spirit. And yet if we don't live by the spirit, we're living natural, where we're as good as dead, spiritually speaking. We're meant to be spiritually alive and alert. And when we're not spiritually alive and alert, guess what? The enemy comes in and still kills and destroys and we get hoodwinked. We get blindsided. We don't know what's going on or why things are going on. And then we wonder why we're like we are or this problem and this and that. The devil is at work and he wants to destroy the people of God. He wants to destroy the work of God in all sorts of ways, shapes and sizes. Okay, And one of the ways... <laughs> is to get, get Christians to be consumers and just want something to meet their felt need and to be part of a group and a club. What does the church do for me? Rather than being born again, spirit-filled, alert, alert to God, walking with God, friends with God, standing tall, standing strong, living by the Spirit and contributing doing each individual, doing their part. If, if the devil can stop you and me doing what we were made to do, then he's won. He's living in victory and we're living in defeat. Okay? The devil is a liar, he's a robber, he's a thief and he wants to destroy us and he does it in different ways. You know where your weak spot is. You know, I don't need to tell you where your weak spot is. And if you don't know because you're so deceived, like, oh no, I'm all right, then I, I don't sin. Well, the Bible says, look, you, yeah, you do. And you need a saviour and you need deliverance and you need healing. And, and, and so Ephesians talks about do not give the devil a foothold. And I think we're giving the devil a foothold in our lives. Okay, I'm like I feel like I've I feel like I was awake and somehow I've been asleep and now I'm waking up and now we're in a spiritual battle. We've always been in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle whether we know it or not. 
We're in a spiritual battle. We, we're caught up. Our world is caught up with a war now, a natural war. It, what I'm talking about, I'm not devaluing that, but it's more important than that. We, we need to pray for the world that we live in on the natural level, but the supernatural level is more important. The reality of the kingdom of heaven and darkness and the war that we're meant to be part of is more important. I don't know whether it's, it hit you. This is what happened to me this, uh, whenever it was, this week, last week, when I heard about the Russians invading, something coming to me, I want to go and fight. And I thought, where did that come from? You know, you, you're meant to be a man of peace. And well, there's, there's something going on in our world. And we need to wake up and fight. But I'm not asking you to buy yourself a 200-pound Kevlar helmet that's bulletproof and go, go there. That's what some people are doing. But we need to be alert and awake and rise up and go, oh, I've got a helmet of salvation to wear. I've got a sword to wield, the sword, the word of the, the sword of the spirit. Am I using my sword? Am I using it? So when the devil was tempted, right, each time his response to what the devil said, what did I say? When the tempter tempted our Lord Jesus Christ, he he said things to him to tempt him to do not the will of God, not to fulfil the purpose of God, to in somehow short-circuit the plan of God. Therefore, not going to the place of crucifixion, not going to the place of sacrifice, not going to the place of suffering, but to avoid that and having a shortcut and doing something so that he could get instant gratification. And this, it's, the same, it's the same for us. But every time Jesus said, it is written. It is written. And so, you know, if you are the son of God, since you are, you know, turn these stones into bread. A person doesn't live by bread, bread alone, but by every word that God speaks, the word of God. There is more life in the word of God than bread. And so there's a shift in our thinking that needs to take place, that the natural stuff that I want and need, we, we do need food, but the spiritual is more important because the spiritual is life and the earthly is temporary. And so we need to wake up, church, become alive and realise we're in a spiritual battle, but we are being tempted to... Um, Feed our appetites, okay? So Jesus done a 40-day fast. He was hungry. Turn the stones into bread. You eat the bread and, you know, you'll get instant fix, yeah? But no, there's, there's, there's more to be had in God, to feed on the living word and to feed on God. We need to, we need to wake up church we need to wake up we need to wake up because i feel like we're asleep in the light and there's a load of stuff that's going on and been going on that we just think we're just um that's it it's like there's so much pain suffering challenge there's so much disappointment there's so much fear there's so much um uh anxiety there's so much worry there's so much this that and the other that we get preoccupied with and we need to be preoccupied 
with the one true living God and, and his word and what he's saying. And then the devil comes on and then will lie to us and tempt us and we'll get trapped. God wants us to live in freedom, okay? Free to be the people that God has made us to be. Not a clone of someone else, not a copy of someone else, not trying to be like someone else, but being the real us in the real Jesus, the born-again, spirit-free person, not the ones that are caught up in some religion and legalism and ought and should and blame and accuse and judge and get caught up in little tiny details that trip people up. But equally, not to be those that are caught up in a lie. Oh, well, we can do anything we like. God loves us. He'll forgive us. Or put up with any uh, teaching, right? And just go, oh, well, you know, God loves us, so that covers that. And you're unloving if you don't believe this or you don't say that. There is a truth to be followed, and his name is Jesus, and he is the way and the truth and the life. And it's the way of freedom. So we can slip into legalism, all should, could, blame, accusation, judgment, all the things that people accuse Christians of and hate, or fall into that trap of license. Well, God loves me, so it doesn't really matter. I, I can, my, my sin really isn't that important. It's not that serious. Well, is it even sin? You know, Sin is such an outdated concept. It's just so much more fun not, not saying it's sin. And then I can just indulge myself. But there is a way of freedom in Christ, living by the Spirit, that we say, say no, to, no to sin and its power and its wanting to trip us up and no to the devil and his schemes and saying yes to Jesus to capture thoughts and thinking, and say, that isn't mine. No, I'm not having it. I'm not entertaining you. I'm not having you live in my heart or in my home. You are not welcome here anymore. In my marriage, in my family, in my kids, in my family line, you are not welcome anymore. Things need to change. But we need to stand up, wake up, stand up, and fight. We're in a spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. The devil's a liar. He's out to steal, kill and destroy. In the natural, we wouldn't have any problem uh, dealing with it or recognising it. But in the spirit, we, we can become a little bit like deaf and blind and dumb. And we need, we need our, sen our spiritual senses to awaken and stir up. We need to wake up, church. We need to wake up to what's going on in our lives and where the devil is wanting to steal, kill and spoil and destroy things that God wants. And because we are asleep or apathetic or like we're not looking... Is this ringing bells? We're not looking after ourselves and one another. Okay? And this isn't... I'm not... This is what I'm just going to say is not all of it is not a judgment, but it was. But it's like when was the last time you fasted? When was the last time you really prayed for someone or something? And 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 not just you know Kate and I were talking about this the other day, and not just um, 
oh dear Lord God, have a list, but actually waiting and hearing and seeing in the spirit and going, I see it now. And so our prayers get fuel and fire and we start praying about stuff and we, what did you say to me the other day? You're on one. You know, where we, when was the last time? Is that what you said? About praying. You're on one. You're on one. When was the last time you got on one? That it's so, if the, that you had a rain in the spirit that you were going, no, no, no. I'm not standing for this. I'm not having it. I'm not putting up with it. I don't want it. I don't like it. I see it and it's horrible and it's death and it's destruction and I don't want it anymore. I need to stand up and fight and come against it. This is who I am in Christ. I'm a born-again, spirit-filled man, woman of God, child of God. I'm an ambassador of Christ Jesus. I am a royal priest. I stand in that place of privilege representing people to God and God to people. I've got the ear of the king and I can speak out what he's saying. Stir us up. Stir us up. I want the spirit of God to stir us up. I recognise that my words in themselves aren't going to do any good unless we, we, um, we embrace it, believe it, go over it. Last week, when Julian was speaking, one of the things he said was about remembering. He said, you know, I've got a box and I read through it and I remember things. And when we forget what God has said to us, when we forget what God has done in our lives, it becomes a dark place because God never says anything, God never does anything in my life. And then we hear about other people, God doing things in their lives. And we think, oh, well, it's all right for them. God never does anything in my life. It's because we don't remember. We don't recognise, we don't see, we don't go over it, we don't rehearse it, we don't speak it out, we don't share it enough. We need to... We need to start waking up, being deliberate in our testimony, in our testifying and, and in our fighting the good fight of faith. Because the devil is a liar and he steals and he kills and he destroys and he's having a field day. And if he can stop us being the people he wants us to be, uh, God wants us to be, then he's, he's doing all right. He's doing all right. And so, um, remembering. So, uh, about, I'm not sure entirely the time of this, but um, there was a thing, it was called Jesus Ministry, and I'd heard about this thing. It was a conference, a week conference, and I wanted to go, but every every time it was on, there was a clash. We had a number of men's weekends or stuff like that. And then, one year, Ian King at Restore said to me, Rich, I really think you, you should go to this conference. We've paid for you. We've Restore have bought you a ticket. Go to the conference. Cancel whatever you've got. Go to the conference. And so um, I went, and it was in a place of, called Fulham, the other side of London, right... Yeah, anyway, I won't go into that. Right near Chelsea and Fulham's football ground. And um, it was a... Like a simple little building, people of God. I've been in loads of church buildings in my life. I've met loads of Christians in my life. And I went there and I thought, oh, oh, oh. They've got something here. They've got something that I haven't got. And I want it. What is it? 
And so it wasn't like, in one sense, it wasn't new teaching, but in another sense, it was totally new because the people there received it, embraced it, embodied it, live, living it out. And they lived in a... And it wasn't just Christchurch, the building, was the base, but they had, I think, people from like 10 or so different churches volunteering on the event. And so, so some, of the, some of this language I'm going to say is going to be familiar to some people. Some people are going, what, you know? But it's there, learnt about the five R's. It was there, learnt about original design prayer. It was there, learnt about stronghold prayer and, and stuff like that. But it wasn't, they didn't, it wasn't a course that they did one. They lived it. They lived it. So let's go to God. Let's ask God questions. Let's listen to God. Let's hear what God's saying. Let's speak it into one another's life. Let's see what is coming against this person living in the fullness of what God is saying about them. Where, where's the demonic stronghold in their life? Let's pray about it. Let's see where the access point in. Did the robber get in through the front door? Was it the back door? Was it the roof hatch? Where, where, in, the, where in the access? Was it down the family line? Was it, is it a sinful habit? What, what's really going on here? This sort of language. And I was captivated by it, transfixed, changed by it. And God was doing a work in me. Now, that has got to be over, over 10 years ago. And in all, all that time, it was like, I just thought, well, you can't teach, preach this unless you know it and you live in it. And, it like, and then at the end, of, the end of, or just middle of 2015, it felt like God gave us permission to do a living free course. And so some of the church, of, of, well, a lot of the church at that time came and did this living free course. And uh, some people went and restore, were doing a living free course at the time. And it did us good. It did us good. But you know what? We didn't embrace it, imbibe it and live it. We didn't. It did us good for a bit. We've, we've caught hold of a few things. There's a few things that I will bring up and go on about, like the, the five R's. If you don't know what they are, we, we can find out later. But, you know, um, but I, I'm, like, I'm like, there's part of this regret in my heart. I feel like I missed something. And, it, and it's not that I haven't dabbled in it, because the thing with Jesus Ministries, they do these pastors' day. So that's great for me. Leaders' days, um, you know, little prayer things, which is great. And people can go there. But it's like, I'm just like going, oh, there's a complete difference between doing something and doing something. Knowing about something, hearing about something and living it. it. Sort of reminds me about following Jesus, really, between being a disciple of Jesus and a churchgoer or an easy believer. Or no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everything up to follow this saviour. It's completely different. Being a disciple is completely different from being a, uh, a churchgoer, being part of a Christian club. It's completely different. And yet, part this Jesus ministry is not in any way saying, this is the main thing, this is the best thing, this living free stuff is the own. It's just saying, we're playing our part in the kingdom of God. We've seen something, we've heard something, we're holding on to it, we're living it out, and it's doing us good. 
And do you know what? It's done me good. And so the guy who, who sort of leads it, heads it up, Stuart, the vicar of Christchurch Fulham, and, and some of his mates have been doing this thing for a number of years. And more recently, uh, with, with the leadership team, just thinking, hey, wouldn't it be great if we could get a, more of a relationship with Stuart? Stuart carries something of God in the spirit. There's something different about him. He's got something we haven't got, and I want it. You know, we want it. Because you're carrying something. And you'll notice that with people in your own life. People, there are people amongst us where we just go, you've got something I haven't got. But they're here. They're with us. We can do life with them. But Stuart was over in Fulham. And if you know, the journey is a pain to get there. And so um, we, we, we approached Stuart and said, look, is there any chance, you know? And he went, oh, let me pray about it. Let me think about it. Interesting. Is there any way of having a relationship? And it seems to have taken quite a while, a long time. But God was doing a work in Stuart. And, um, and he had a sabbatical um, time off from Vicarini's church, a bit of space. And during that time, God said to him, it is now time for you to step out of being a vicar at Fulham and to, um, how can I say this, be a... Be apostolic with Jesus' ministry. And he's got, he's got the name from Isaiah 40, uh, Project 40. So that's like Stuart's doing, he's just, he's, he's not quite started yet, but he's doing this thing called Project 40. And Project 40 is this deep, deep, that him and his wife Kerry have got this desire, believing God, that they will see revival in their lifetime. Okay, and they are convinced of it and they're giving up everything they know to run after this and, and to get alongside church leaders, leadership teams, churches to equip and encourage a prophetic, um, intercessory, uh, supernatural culture. That's, that's what runs through Stuart. If you cut him in half, that's what you get out of him. And so what, what, we're, what we're planning and what we really want to do is get Stuart to come along uh, in the future on Sunday mornings, midweeks, other times, because we want him to get, get to know us and help us and so that it's not a course or a teaching that we hold on to, but that we are transformed formed and changed by a supernatural culture. Now, I'm not saying that we are devoid of that, that we haven't got us, because we have, we, we desire, we are, a, we are a charismatic spiritual people, but we, we haven't got what Stuart's got. And I want us to have, so it's not just Stuart, it's a thing that God is doing. And so we want to be involved in that. So for those of you that have been in part, involved with Jesus ministry in the past, living free, prayer teams, there is, um, where did I, I had some notes somewhere, I think it's the 23rd of April, no, no, let me find my bit of paper, so it is, look, so on the Saturday, the 23rd of April, we'll put this out in email, um, there'll be an online Zoom meeting, and that is to reboot, remind, learn, so if you've done it before, reinvigorate us and if you haven't done it before so just like um 
are learning to, to prayer, to pray, not in in a particular way where we hear God, we bring God's word to people, God's original design to people, uh, how God's made them, but also what is coming against you, what is stopping you. So a reboot and a rebirth for us. But also, if we have never done it before, and Zoom's a great place to do stuff like that because you can hide really easy, you can just uh, go along, watch telly for a little bit, and then go, oh, okay. But having said that, knowing them, they'll put you in groups. And uh, but anyway, and then the other thing. So, so um, that that thing I went to however many years ago, Jesus Ministry Conference. There is one. It's coming up the nineteenth, Thursday, the nineteenth of May to Saturday, the twenty-first of May. So that's Thursday to a Saturday, and it's in is it Amersham, and um, and so. I would encourage, uh, there's a cost involved to go into that. There'll be a cost involved in terms of paying for a place, travelling, getting there, being put out, you know. But, but I would utterly, totally recommend it to everyone, even if you've done it before, so that we sort of get it and get involved in it. And, and in the future, we can bring stuff in and teach it amongst us and live it out, because that's what we want to do but it would be good to catch it because a lot of things aren't just taught, they're caught. And when, when people carry things, when they've got the anointing and grace of God upon them, like you can... So it's like I was saying to someone the other day, when I've been, and I will stop soon, when I, when I go to Christchurch Fulham and it's like I'm under their spiritual covering... I'm there. I hear from God for people I don't know, don't care about, not interested. I might cry out for, for me and, hello, oh, God speaks to us about this. Not get anything. But there, you're just getting stuff. Because they, there's something that they've got, that they've, um, they've broken through barriers in the spirit. They're, they're further up the road, if you like, than we are. They've, they've broken through barriers. And it's like when you join with other people that have done that, you pass through what they won hard you pass through much easier and I think that Stuart is a real um, pioneer in that sense I think that he's taken a lot of flack a lot of hard work but he's pioneered through and um, and so we what he has achieved with great hardship we will gain much easier with a, this relational link that we're looking for. So it, feel, it feels a little bit a bit like speed dating. Not that I've ever done speed dating, but, you know, to, to chat to him on Zoom. Because I've seen Stuart and I've heard him speak, but he doesn't know me and he's come and met with the leadership team. He doesn't, he doesn't know us. Like, but, but he said, let me go away and pray. And, but he wants to, part, you know, partner with us and help us. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to let you all know about that, really. But probably, probably a lot of what I've just said about the devil being a liar and all of that and all the, is, is come out because I've spent a bit of time with Stuart recently and it, it, it rubs off and you catch things. And so um, God, is, God is doing something and stirring us up. But you, I'm going to quote Drew now. You've got to work your miracle. Like, I am utterly convinced that passivity, waiting on God to drop something in our laps, is like, 
it's not the way to do it. We wait on God with expectation, with faith, with looking, with leaning in, with holding on, with going, what, yeah, let, let's grab this bit, with working it out, with reading it and praying it and working it over.